welcome to The Howler. Your look at the state of Wolfpack Athletics. Now here are your hosts, Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton. Welcome back, another week. Another edition of The Howler. Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton alongside you as always. Thomas, we're doing this on a late on a well not late for college kids, you know, it's yeah. only 8 p.m. They've got us studying till 11 o'clock midnight, so past or, midnight, if I'm still doing homework, it doesn't matter what it is, it's it's going off and I'm going to sleep, that's my rule, so. Or play Fortnite, that's usually what I do. I don't play games, so. But uh, kind of an eventful week for um, for NC State. Uh, basketball team, we both had NC State going 2-0, wasn't, uh, wasn't a terribly difficult decision to make i guess but uh nc state cut it kind of close against boston college last wednesday and then uh handled wake forest pretty easily on sunday uh so we were both right in nc state going two and oh um and uh moving closer to securing an ncaa tournament bid but let's talk about those two games first thomas what were your we'll start with the bc game yeah uh, what was your initial takeaway from that? I mean, you like the game you saw from Devin Daniels, double-double. Uh, um, obviously, you're disappointed that you gave up that 15-0 run in the second half because you felt you were really in control there at the end of the first half. You're up 12, and then we were talking about it earlier, but Boston College made that crazy three-pointer at the end of the first half where the ball yeah, hit funny off. So you're, only up, you're still up nine, which I think you'll take because if you're up nine both halves, that's 18, that's a good win. But you give up that 15-0 run. Um, and end up losing the lead there in the middle to late stages, really, of the second half, but able to fight back. And really, in overtime, you knew uh, Coach Keats was going to have him ready, so they came out really intense in overtime, 16 points in five minutes. I mean, that's really good. So you like what you saw in overtime. Now you just want that. You want that the whole game. Like, you might not be able to play that hard for 40 minutes, but if you can have some of those looks um, in those regular 40 minutes, you should set yourself up pretty well, I think, come March. Uh, Daniels was a... Uh, he was the best Nin- player yeah, the 19 floor. points, uh, 11 rebounds, great defense all night. So my aunt and uncle were at the game. Good to have them down um, from Connecticut. And they asked me what does State have to do to win. I think I said I think Daniels needs to have a big game if State wants to because uh, Boston College seems to somehow sneak under State's radar every year like last year in the ACC tournament and other games. Um, so Well, I'll tell you why they do. It's because they have a bunch of North Carolina players. I know. I was about to say that, but and, I didn't want and to. And so. in particular, Kai Bowman, who takes it personally that right. that NC State, Duke, and Chapel Hill didn't recruit him. And good for him. Good right. for him playing, on that chip, uh, playing with that chip on his shoulder. And obviously they had Jerome Robinson, who was from Garner, I think, last year. Uh, and then this year they had a couple other players. Um, one was a great – both brothers, the Hamilton brothers. One was actually pretty highly recruited – um, and had an offer from NC State, but elected to go to Boston College, where he's playing with his brother, who was a grad transfer. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But anyway, they've got a bunch of North Carolina players, right. and they're good players. So they're yeah. bringing their best game when they play NC State, and I think that's why they've played well against NC State. Um, and uh, so good for State to, to yeah. pull out the win. Um that three at the end of the half was just kind of ridiculous. I've never seen a ball take that bounce. Before. No, that was crazy. It hit, I think it hit the side of the rim and went just straight up in the air. Normally, it either shoot and hit the backboard too. Did it? I, I did, think. Yeah, I was I was in disbelief when it went in. I was, it was crazy, but because that was that was a big shot. Yeah, because state it was like five points with a minute to go. State goes on a nice little run. I think back to back threes, 
and then you're like, all right, 12-point lead, and then that shot goes in, and you're just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. But um, And then another play that I thought was big in regulation, I think it was tied at 73 after State had tied it up, and um, Braxton Beverly hit a three literally from the sideline. Right. And they called him for oh, stepping yes. out of bounds. When he pretty clearly didn't step out of bounds. Right. That's a call you can only make if you know he stepped out of bounds. And it was clear as day that the referee looked at where his foot was and was like, oh, his heel is over the base, over right. the line. He must have stepped out. But looking at replay, it was obvious that he didn't step out. Yeah. And I'm not. we're not going to talk about the referees. Well, actually, we are. But Of course we are. This, like, you cannot make that call yeah. without knowing for sure. And obviously, you know, he hit the three and it didn't count. I feel and like that was also, sorry, like one of – it was either three or four possessions in a row where State didn't score and it was yeah. all iffy. Like uh, it was either an offensive foul or um, out of bounds the wrong way. I don't know. But that yeah. one really hurt because you feel like – Because he made the I, shot. State would have won obviously in regulation, I think, if he had made that. So. Right. And um, so it was good for State to get that win. It wasn't a great performance. But like I said, like Kai Bowman is as good as any player on State's team. He is not – he is – right maybe better than any player on state's team and the scary thing about basketball is the old saying you don't want the other player what was the saying you don't want the best player on the other team in a game seven well in college basketball like every game is a game seven so to say like especially coming down the stretch here when you're state you have to win the game the best players on the other team that's not that's not good and um you know state was able to find a way the the return uh, match to return trip to Chestnut Hill is going to be right. a, uh, a struggle for State. Um, but, you know, it was good to get that win. You played pretty well for about 30 minutes, and then everything just went downhill. Yeah. And uh, Boston College's big guy, I forgot his name, turned into like Joel Embiid in the second half. Like, right. come on, man, what was up with that? And um, he'll never – oh, Nick Popovich. Yeah, Popovich. He'll never play that well again, but – I think he made – yeah, two three pointers, and then he made two three pointers, some, and then some he made weird hook shots, and s- and he kept making them. Yeah, like and they were it w- they were well defended plays. You're like, all right, there's no way this guy's making a shot, and then he made like four of them. Right, but um, he ended up fouling out in only 29 minutes. So, but still, his second half really helped with luckily their for state 15 there. to 0 run. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I doubt he played in overtime if he fouled out. So yeah, but but uh. So State was able to get that done, and then Wake Forest. I don't really have much to say about that. Wake Forest was bad. State never should have lost them the first time. Right. But I will say this. It's hard to win games when your free throw differential is 28-9. to And guess what? I know it's shocking, but NC State is a much better team when they're not negative 15, negative 20 every, right. every game in the free throw differential. And here's my problem with it. I can't remember exactly the last game it was when Kevin Keats and Debbie Yao said that they were going to make a statement to the ACC office about the free throw differentials. Well, guess what? It's changed. Yeah. It hasn't been the same way. State has gotten to the free throw line. And State is still sending opponents to the free throw line. That's fine. Right. But guess what? You're State is getting to go, too. Yeah, if, you, if you're going to send your opponent 30 times, or you expect yourself to at least go, in my opinion, 20, 20, 20 yeah. 22, 23 times. And I think this the stats were so even from the Boston College game. Field goals, shooting percentage. The only thing that was a little off was just turnovers. And then State, I think, won the game from the stripe there. I mean, I think they were in makes. I think they were like plus 8, plus 9, plus 10 from the stripe over Boston College. And you only won by 9, so... 
it is crazy how how much that helps, honestly. Yeah. So obviously, and but. I, I want to say Louisville was the last game. Yeah, but last game that that happened. But like, you can you can make a legitimate argument that State would be the four seat, maybe not the four seat, but at least the five seat in the ACC tournament. Right, because they would have wins over Louisville and probably Wake Forest. Just those two wins right there probably put State in a completely different situation. Yeah, because um, I think thir- if you get to those 13 wins, if you so you beat Louisville, you always have the tiebreaker there. And then Wake Forest, okay, well, you've got the rest of these three games and you win all three. Well, you're at you're at 13 wins, which I don't think anybody's going to get to besides those top three. So you get, you're definitely looking at the five seed um, Yeah. at okay, worst, but any- really. But anyway, yeah. that's hindsight. Yeah. And since that game, I believe it was the Louisville game, the only two games where State was um, uh, lost the game at the free throw line, so to say, not lost the game, but had a big differential, was at Duke and at Chapel Hill. And you pretty much expect that, which right. is fine. And State lost the game, both of those games, by pretty much the same amount of free throws differential. Yeah. So I want to say it was like State lost by 16 and the free throw differential was 17 or something like that. So – you know, take your own conclusions from that, but at least the, the rest of the games, it's been more fair. So, um, you know, mission accomplished. And, uh, you know, like I said, you wonder how different the season would be if the games had been called the same way the whole time. Right. And to me, clearly, there has been a difference. Yeah. And it's helped state, but it couldn't have been any worse. To me. Like, yeah, I mean, you cannot expect to go to Louisville. I think it was like State shot seven foul shots. State was shooting was less attempts. than ten free throws per you game. You cannot go on the road in the ACC with no. less than ten free throw attempts and win the game. It's just not It's not possible, yeah. especially when you're giving up 20-21 and against Louisville it was 29 attempts. 29-7 to seven is, is really ridiculous, and somehow they had it to one possession with, what, 80 seconds to go. I don't know yeah. how that's even possible looking at it now, but you really, yeah, you can't win with less than ten free throw attempts yeah especially when forest game was 28 to 9 in a four-point game yeah and you definitely can't go to chapel hill last night where they shot 40 foul shots and made 38 of them or whatever it was i sent you the tweet last night and i i didn't see the final free throw numbers or final stats but i sent you a tweet and chapel hill had a 20 to 5 free throw advantage and if you looked at it was like syracuse had a 17 to 15 shot advantage from two right like that's just ridiculous it shouldn't happen and um you know, whatever. I feel bad for Syracuse. Maybe they win that game. I don't remember what the final score was, but maybe they win that game if they're not minus 15 from the free throw line in the first half. Right. But anyway, whatever. I'm glad it's changed, and uh, I feel like State has a legitimate chance, and hopefully a, a, legi- a legitimate chance to win pretty much every ACC game. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, except for Duke this year because obviously they're so good. But you feel much better about it. You're not like, all right, well, how are we going to overcome being minus 20 at the free throw line this game? So uh, that's a good thing. Uh, In the meantime, um, we're headed down the stretch. State's got three games left, Florida State on Saturday, Georgia Tech next Wednesday, and then Boston College on the following Saturday. So uh, this is State's bye week, and personally it comes at a good time. Right. Um, Unfortunately, Florida State has – like five days off too, so it's not a huge advantage, but um, at least it gives State some rest. And, um, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, if State – let me ask you this. Does a win on Saturday clinch NC State's NCAA tournament bid? 
Oh, that's a tough word. Clinch is hard. And like, I would say yes, but I don't like a loss to Georgia Tech and Boston College in a row and then your first game losing three in a row before the tournament doesn't look good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you want to say yes because a, a win at Florida State is going to be probably their, in my opinion, best win of the season. So you want to say yes because we've been looking for that good quadrant one win since Auburn's gone downhill. But I don't think you can you can't say clinch well, and then lose your final three games to not spectacular opponents in my opinion. So well Auburn's gone downhill, yeah. but there's still a quadrant one win. Right, so but I think State needs another one. So. I, I agree with you. They have gone downhill, but let's keep it in perspective. Yeah, but I'm just saying you can't lose three games in a row to subpar teams. See, Boston College would be a quadrant two loss. That doesn't hurt. That's not going to hurt you. Okay, but I still, yeah, the committee. Georgia Tech would hurt. Yeah, but I think State would be able to overcome it. I think yes, if State wins on Saturday, they will go to the NCAA tournament even with three losses. Yeah, that's fair. It's, I mean, it's almost a toss-up, really. I mean, no one really knows what the uh, selection committee is going to do anyway. So right now, I saw Andy Katz, uh, Big Ten analyst, had State as the nine seed. So kind of yeah. surprised there. I I feel like most people right now have State. 10, 11, so I'm surprised they're all the way up at a 9, but no, I think you never nine, really know. So. Is fine. I, 11 is close to the bubble. Yeah, I know. So, I don't know. I think uh, yeah. 9, 10 sounds about right to me. And you'd rather be the 10 so that you're facing a 2 seed. I mean, in my opinion, you'd rather be the 11 or 12 than either the 9 or the 10. So Well, just but isn't the 12 for mid-majors? I thought 11 was the lowest a power five or an at I don't know how they do it. I'm just looking at the stats from, you know, those. Yeah. you always like to pick those upsets in the 12. The 12-5 game, the 11-6 game, and the 13-4 game. So This probably isn't the right time for this, but you know, know what change I would make for the NCAA? No, 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 I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what I'm about to say. You know what change I would make? I would make it so every – it might sound stupid, and you might you probably think it is stupid, but I would make every automatic qualifier, every conference tournament winner, those teams would be seated at the top. Yeah, I like that. If you so, win your uh, conference tournament, you're saying? Right. I, I mean – I think it definitely make it more interesting, but yeah. What I don't get is how the like, last four teams in are somehow the eleven and twelve seeds, in my opinion. Like in the last four teams in should be the sixteen seeds, but I don't get to pick. So yeah, but if you make that change, then you could do it, right? Because six like NC State would be like a fourteen or a fifteen seed in this situation, right? And obviously, you have you might not have a tougher matchup because if you're a fourteen seed, you're playing a three seed. Well. All the Power Five conference winners would be ranked ahead. So right, would be one seeds and then two right. seeds. So exactly. So I I think that would be interesting to see. But anyway, um, headed down the stretch of the ACC tournament, Syracuse lost last night. Um, do you have the standings in front of you? Yes, I do. So State is what a game behind Syracuse. Well, yes, a full game. Syracuse at nine and six. Uh, State at eight and seven. So nobody plays until Saturday. But State has the tiebreaker there, so. Yeah, so so Syracuse and Louisville are one game ahead. Yeah, correct? but State doesn't have the tiebreaker over Louisville. State so. doesn't have the tiebreaker over Louisville. Here's the thing. Louisville is struggling. Yes. And, I, and I've said this to you before. Louisville struggling. That's the team that if I'm State, that's who I want to see in the ACC tournament. A, it gives you revenge. B, they're quadrant one. And C, they're not playing well lately. Yeah, I just don't know. I think right now they're – State's right, eighth, and then Louis, or seventh, or whatever is Louisville sixth. Well, that's gonna be kind of hard. State's to, eight, so Louisville. That's gonna be a little kind of hard to match up with unless some people yeah, advance. Yeah, because Clemson's you know what I'm saying? kind of locked in at the nine. Aren't yeah, they? yeah. So the only way I can see State playing Louisville is the eight nine, in my opinion, or yeah, somehow the right. four five. But that's not gonna happen anymore. So right. But uh, yeah, Louisville's going downhill fast. Um, 
that that's who I would want to see. Yeah. I, I just don't know that it's possible. I don't really want to face Clemson again. No. Um, but it would give you, I think it would give you a chance for a quadrant one win. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that would be big because it would be neutral site. Right. Uh, and uh, so you can catch, they so can catch Louisville. Louisville can win one more game, but they still have to play Virginia, Boston College, and Notre Dame. Notre Dame played pretty well. They play Monday. Boston College tonight. Yeah. And that one could get interesting. Right. Yeah. Boston College is a good team, especially at home with Kai Bowman. You never well, know what Boston well, College is going to do. So No, they've got the talent, yeah. like we said earlier. And they're playing at home, but here's the thing about them playing at home it's dead. There's no energy. And as the road team, you have to create your own energy. Right. And what if Louisville's not able to do that, they could be in trouble there. So uh, we'll see. We'll have to keep an eye on that one. Um, and obviously State's going to have to go do the same thing, create their own energy there. But I feel better about State doing that because they've done it already this season. And to me, Keats has done well. With the exception of the Wake Forest game, I feel like State has played well against bad teams on the road. Yeah, the I agree. Like – we always felt like before Kevin Keats came, it was like, all right, we're playing a bad team on the road. Like, this could be trouble. Right. But I feel like State has won more of those games than they've lost. Yes. And they've lost some. They have. They lost to Wake Forest this year, Georgia Tech last year, um, Notre Dame at the beginning of last year. I don't know if you would count that. Um, but, you know, you get the idea. But they've also won games. They've they beat Pitt last year. They beat Pitt this year. Um, they beat Miami this year. So uh, State has been able to handle their business on the road against bad teams. Notre Dame comes to mind. And that's really important, especially as you grow a program. Yeah, if you want to finish in the realistically the top half of the ACC, you need to win almost half of your road games, in my opinion, because yep. you're probably not going to win them all at home when you've got to play Carolina twice. You know, you've always got to play Duke, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Florida State, you know. And so you need to win half your road games unless you somehow win out at home, which State's been playing really well at home the past two years, but still you got to play Chapel Hill and you haven't won at home. You beat Duke last year, um, and then you had – the only home game they should have lost last year was – well, they probably shouldn't have even lost Chapel Hill, but they got robbed against Miami, so um, – but whatever. So you only lost two – I think it was only two ACC games at home last year, which gives you a little more room to – to advance in the standings if you can win those half half of your road games, but you really need to look to half road games. So Yeah. So Louisville, Syracuse, and if State beats Florida State, yes. they're catchable. Yeah, because Florida State, you, if you have the tiebreaker, if you lose Florida State, you're not going to pass them, obviously. So you got to beat them, and then you'll have the tiebreaker, and then Florida State also has to play Virginia Tech, who just somehow came to life last night against Duke um, and almost locked themselves in as the four, basically, yeah. if, especially if you can beat Florida State. So. Virginia Tech's the other team that I would want State to play. Right. So, look, if State can beat Florida State and then Virginia Tech turns around and beats Florida State, State could jump up to the five seed pretty realistically. Oh, yes. And then you would see Virginia Tech in the second round, which would be superb. Yeah. Um, and even if they get Justin Robinson back, like I feel like State owes them one. Right. And State knows that. And Virginia Tech probably knows that, too. Um, so that's that. Uh, in the event that State does move up to the seven seed, um, who do you not want to play out of the teams that are going to be playing on Tuesday? Yeah, I don't think you want to play Boston College. Yep. So right now, Boston College is slotted as that ten seed, and they're pretty much. I think they're almost locked in there. I mean, well, there's all these teams with four wins, but I think they're the best team down there. Boston yeah. College, Miami, Georgia Tech, and Wake all have four wins. So 
Um, so you're going to play the winner of that four, what is it, 15 games? So, you, yeah, you don't want to play Boston College. I, I'm with no. you. Don't want to play Boston College. The best players on the other team in Kai Bowman will be in North Carolina. Right. And you would have played them three times in the last, like, what, four weeks? And, so like, last year in the ACC tournament, I feel like another year in the ACC tournament, but – well, I would that would that would be a reason for me to make you feel good about it because okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't see state losing that twice in a row. Teams you do want to play, uh, I don't really know that I favor one team. Maybe Miami because they don't have many players. Miami or right. Notre Dame. I think they're Miami's down to what seven on the yeah, rotation. Like now. you would have it's and in Charlotte, so you're going to have a pretty big home court advantage. Yeah, and Miami, if you just played the day before with only seven players, exactly. you're really Same in trouble. Thing with so Notre Dame. yeah. yeah. I mean, we haven't. State hasn't played Georgia Tech yet, so I I don't really know that much about the Yellow Jackets. I by their schedule, it doesn't look too good. But so, what what's your order of preference of how things will play out for the ACC tournament? If you're State, what's yeah. the best case scenario? I mean, I think well, you want to get to the five. You want Virginia okay, Tech. But hold on, hear me out. Right, is the best case scenario getting an easier game in round one, which like air quotes assures you have a win hypothetically it assures you have a win or would you rather play a tougher team in round one like clemson yeah. louisville which boosts your resume but isn't a guarantee of a win that's something you have to keep in mind right i mean i think i think you really want to match up for that second round so those that's what your thursday games be. i think it's thursday yeah so if you can get to the five and play virginia tech well i think you have a good chance of winning that one yeah and you take if you can get to the five, well, then you you swallow your medicine, take whoever you get in the first round. If you know you can, you have a chance at Virginia Tech the next day. So yeah. that's my opinion. But well, and if you're the five seed, you'd have a pretty easy round one game. Yeah, probably probably so. Boston College or Miami. So well, uh, yeah, maybe Boston College. We were just talking about them being the ten seed, though. So I don't know. I I think my first preference would be to to play Louisville in the first round, and then ideally match up with Virginia in the second round. Um, as opposed to playing, uh, being the five seed and playing a lesser team. Yeah, I just don't see Louisville. I don't see State and Louisville both dropping to the eight nine. Yeah, with Clemson only has six wins right now. So well, they're about to get their seventh right now. But yeah, I, I think you're right. The Clemson losing that game to Louisville. Yeah, that yeah that that, that really uh, hurts that. But um, lots can happen. You know, there. Yeah, the teams th at the top are all stuck. And the teams at the middle are stuck. The only team that seems like it it's locked in is really Clemson. Two wins behind well, State and, and then two Tech, wins right? ahead of – well, Virginia Tech only has 11 wins and Florida State has 10, and they get to play oh, that's Florida true. State. So Florida State can still pass them. Yeah. You know, it's it's really close this year. So even at the bottom, there's all these teams with four and, and three wins. So and, and at the top, if Duke beats Chapel Hill, which if Zion is back, I think they will. Right. Then where would that – that would make Duke the one seed, Virginia the two seed, right? Well, right now Duke has three losses and Virginia only has two losses. So, so Virginia so would Virginia, be the one So if Virginia wins out and Duke beats Chapel Hill, Virginia is the one seed. But even if Duke doesn't, Virginia beat Chapel Hill, so they would have the advantage. Yeah, so it's Virginia's all in Virginia's hands, seed. yeah. So Virginia is the one seed. So if you could win that first-round matchup as an 8-9 seed – that's the matchup that you would want as long as Zion is not playing. Is playing. If Zion is not playing, then I'll take my chances with Duke. Okay. Personally. Yeah. But um Yeah, so Yeah, I think if State if State loses Saturday, I think the eight seed is almost 
realistically, it's it's just about almost. No, a I lock, still so. see State passing Syracuse. Okay, if State I mean, handles business, uh, what do you what do you, what do you think happens on Saturday? I'd probably go. Uh, I I think Florida State at home probably. I think so too. Yeah, I think I mean, Florida State has been so like State has not been able to win yeah. the close games against the top tier teams. If it's in Raleigh, I'm going to pick State, but it's in Tallahassee. Yeah. And I think Florida State has some weird momentum deal with even in their losing and They've then at home well. they yeah. can roll off 12 points in a minute or something crazy. Yeah. So I like Florida State in their size. I, they played horrible against Chapel Hill and played a little bit better uh, Monday night. Not too much better. So, And they know they've got to start winning some games if they want that double bye. So well, right. I, I'll pay, take Florida State. I agree, but I think it's a coin flip game. Okay. I think State has been playing better. Yeah. And um, – you know, Florida State's won a bunch in a row, and when you see a team that's won a bunch in a row, uh, you know, you can either look at it as a good thing, like, well, they're due to lose, or a bad thing. Right. Um, well, actually, I think you're right. Their their streak did end against Chapel Hill. But you get what I'm saying. They've been playing well for over a month now. Yeah. So, you know, at, on one hand, they've been playing well, but on the other hand, they're due to cool off at some point. So I think State's going to have to shoot the three ball really well Yep. and get to the foul line a lot, So which – yeah. Adds up for a road win, so. Yeah, so uh, we'll see there. As for women's basketball, um, I'm not sure if you have the standings pulled up yet or not. I believe State is pretty much locked in to a top four seed. We talked about last week how they could be in danger of falling out of the top four seeds, but uh, they beat UNC Chapel Hill last Sunday on a game that was on ESPNU, and they are now 11-3, and three, Yep, I believe. And um, – they're tied for third with Miami at 11 and three. The next best is two teams at nine and five: Florida State and then also Syracuse. But you beat Syracuse and you have let's see. State lost to Florida yeah, State. Yeah, lost to Florida State. So it's going to be close, really, for that. Well, four they five should maybe. be okay if because there's two games left. Yeah, so you get to play Miami, and so if you beat Miami, I think you're, you're obviously seed. a lock. So because you're, yeah, State would be the three seed at worst if they beat Miami. Right. And then I believe you still Louisville's get to play Louisville, who's also ahead. But they're only one game ahead, right? Right. So so you can catch both of them. If State – well, you're not catching Miami because you're tied with them. But um, – Okay. You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So 25-3, and three, right? Or 24-3? 24-3. 24-3, 11-3 in the ACC. It's been a great year. Yes. Um, I'm not going to have the same conversation about no matter what happens, but you get the idea. Um, so State's going to be a top four seed in the ACC tournament. And in the NCAA tournament, and they'll probably be a two seed, maybe a three seed, depending on how the next couple games go in the in the NCAA tournament. Um, and they'll obviously be hosting in Raleigh, so another great season for Wes Moore. But um, you know they got a chance to finish number two uh, in in the conference, I believe, because Notre Dame is thirteen and two, two wins ahead with the tiebreaker. Yeah, so so, so Notre Dame with only two games left, right? So your goal would be to catch uh, Louisville, yep. um, at least beat Miami, and you finish with the three seed, and then you would get to play – you would probably play Louisville again in the semifinals. Right. So um, we'll see what happens there. But uh, they got a couple games this week. I believe they play – they play Miami on Sunday? They play Louisville this coming Thursday, so tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, and then Miami at home Sunday Okay. in Reynolds. So Louisville on Sunday – no. And then Louisville tomorrow. Louisville on tomorrow. Miami, Miami Sunday. Sunday. There okay. it is. I was yeah, okay. I was getting my days mixed up. Yep. So uh so big finish there uh for them and uh 
We'll see what happens. Uh, and you know I got to talk about some baseball here. I know you do. Before we get off, um, it's been a, it's been a great start. State right. State is uh, eight and zero. Uh, just beat Campbell right before we we started taping. Um, and and here's the thing. I know a lot of people are gonna start talking about like, well, last year they got hot. You know, early in the season, and then they weren't really that good at the end of the year. I could talk about this for 30 minutes, so you might have to stop me. Oh, I'll stop you. But here's the thing. A, this non-conference schedule is light years ahead of last year. State is beating legitimate teams. Right. Coastal Carolina is probably going to be a regional host. Kent State and Campbell are two mid-majors who are probably going to win their conference. Right. B... State was, like, the best team in the country last year for about four weeks. Right. It just wasn't the right four weeks, which is how it goes sometimes, right? Go ask Tennessee basketball. Right. Right? They were the best team in the country all of January. Guess what? You want to be the best team in the country all of March. Right. And so I thought that was what happened with the baseball team last year. Um, And uh, the last thing I'm going to say about it is it's a different team. Like – I don't think the ceiling is as high because last year State had like six or seven guys who all hit ten home runs, I want to say. Right. This year State's offense is more versatile. Like if they're not hitting home runs, they can still score. Right? Yeah. Like they've got more speed. They've got more – they had too many boomer bust guys last year, and they were good players, but they struck out too much. They weren't moving runners over. Um you know, with less than two outs or whatever. And this year's team is much better at that. Um, and so, obviously, it was a great weekend. Um, oh, and one more thing about last year. They lost a lot of one-run games. And one-run games in baseball are pretty much the universal sign for how lucky are you. Because one-run game in baseball is just is minimal difference between the two teams, generally. Obviously, there's some exceptions. But... The the two series the two ACC series that State lost last year were one to Chapel Hill they lost three games they got swept right two were one loss game two two were lo- one run loss games and the other was a two run loss and then they went to Florida State and they gave up walk off home runs two innings in a row or two games in a row so. They really didn't stop playing that badly. They just were getting unlucky in those two series. And, you know, we'll see. I don't know if that's going to happen again this year. I don't know. State was like a a couple coin flips away from winning every single ACC series they played in last year. Right. So we'll see how it goes this year. Um, I think the rotation, the rotation, the, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, the, they have more pitchers that they trust this year, and uh, that's a really big thing in college baseball because at the end of the season, you got to have guys who uh, you know you have faith in, and that's been State's Achilles heel the last couple years in regionals. They just haven't had enough guys that they trust, and last year it was like four at the end of the year. It was like four or five, and you're, you just can't win. you got to win three games in three days or four games in three days or right. whatever, and State – just couldn't do that because they didn't have enough arms. So um, this year you've got Reed Johnston, who you know what you get from him. Dalton Feeney is the most talented kid, uh, t- most talented guy on on the pitching staff. He's coming back from Tommy John surgery and has looked excellent so far. 
You got Kent Kleiman, who's one of the best relievers in the country at the back end. And then you got other guys like Alec Barger, uh, Juco guy. Uh, your rotation has been Jason Parker and Kanan Silver and Nick Sweeney. Parker and Silver have looked really good. Uh, Sweeney is probably going to be a reliever down the road once Johnson gets in the rotation. Um, and then you've had other guys step up too. So uh, you got to be thrilled about the pitching. Right. Really, everything they've done so far, you got to be thrilled with. Yeah, you like you like what you're getting so far. I mean, obviously, what eight zero as of today. Yeah. So you know, you you want to use those non-conference games well to figure out your rotations before you start conference play. Another series coming up this week, Minnesota coming to town. So maybe you can try out. Uh, an actual uh, a rotation you might want to use later right. come conference play. I think the the bats are hot, which is good. You know, if you have hot bats and good pitching, well, you're probably going to win. Right. And then the bullpen obviously is is deeper, like we've already said, than last year. So you know, you just got to keep look it up. You obviously don't want any injuries or um, anything like that. So find out where everyone's going to play, the lineup, all that before conference play, like we've been saying. And you should you should set yourself up pretty well to say, play some of those tough teams. I think they've got to play. Uh, Louisville and Florida State and Clemson. Clemson, yeah. you know, you got some tough teams on the schedule. So, um, but State's a good team, so they can beat all of them. Right, and you get Louisville, Florida State, and Clemson all at home uh, this year, so that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I said, State eight and zero. They've won five games on the road. I did some research on State schedule, non-conference schedule this year compared to last year. Right, and it's kind of ridiculous. I think they played like ten. 10 games away from home this year and they only played three last year wow. and one of them was in durham uh against chapel hill so uh, you know only three road games it's not good no and uh so they've they play 10 i want to say away from home this year uh this is just non-conference and then they play i want to say over 15 games against teams who made the ncaa tournament and last year 15 teams who made the NCAA tournament last year. Last year, they didn't play a single team in the non-conference who made the tournament the year before. So that just speaks volumes to how good the schedule is. So um, Coastal, like I said, probably a top 15 in the co- top 15 team in the country. Right. Kent State, Campbell, uh, both a very good chance to make the NCAA tournament. And, uh, you know, so obviously really good wins to start there. And then Minnesota, like you said, Minnesota's another team. They made it to Super Regionals and lost to eventual national champ Oregon State last year. Right. So, um, you know, that's going to be another tough challenge. Obviously, they lost some pieces, but uh, and they are off to a slow start. But, um, you know, come you know, this is a big series because come end of the season, this is the type of series where you can say, hey, look, we played a series against Minnesota who might be the Big Ten champ in the non-conference, and we won two out of three or right. whatever, and say, you know, that's the type of win that can push you from, you know, uh, hosting hosting to not hosting. Right. Or hosting Super Regionals, like being an eight seed and hosting Super Regionals versus being a nine seed and not. So, um, yeah. so it, it's a big series, and State just does, like – there's no more easy games on the schedule. No. Unlike last year where State could really just take it easy during the non-conference, they can't do it this year. And, um, you know, that's a good thing. It might result in more losses. It probably will at some point. But, um, you know, State's just got to keep keep uh, doing what they're doing. Like you said, find a rotation that you like. Um, they don't really 
they haven't really defined any roles in the pitching staff, which is something that needs to happen at some point. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'll see. And, and last year, State got off to such a good start that, you know, they were playing to host Super Regionals, which is great. But, you know, they were playing like every game they were having to use the same guys, Joe Donald, Kent Kleiman, Nolan Clenny. Right. And like they wore them out and, you know, they felt like they had to win every game. Because, you know, the non-conference schedule was bad. Well, and they felt like if you lose this game, then where does that, like, how much does that hurt us, you know, down the line? But we'll see. I, I don't know if they'll make, if they'll do that again this year. You know, maybe they learn their lesson and say, all right, you know, if we lose a game now, that's fine. You know, as because it sets us up better pitching-wise down the road. But, um I don't, that, I don't think that makes much sense, but I understand. A little bit. I, yeah, I, just, I understand what I'm You don't want to say, burn so out the, the bullpen, obviously, before you get to. Right, in April, right? right? You can't do that. Yeah. So if you lose a game because you don't want to use a guy, that's fine. Yeah, you can probably take that, especially if it's a, it's a weekend series and you've already won the series. or Well, I'm or talking. Yeah, yeah even I'm, non-conference, those, those weekday games that you can afford to lose, you know, I see what you're saying. Like, you want to save your arms for, for when they're most needed is when you right. win or if you lose, you go home. So Exactly. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, I got it. So, uh, good start, Minnesota yeah. this weekend. Um, man, they played some really good games this past weekend. Yeah, too, they did against Kent State and Coastal. Um, but yeah, that Coastal game felt like a like a regional final game, maybe even a super regional game. A lot of intensity, and um, it was a great win for State. Coastal comes to Dokin right in April. Uh, yeah, I want to say like six weeks or something. Yeah. So. Um, Non-conference schedule is loaded. Yeah. Um, but I think that just about does it. You got a prediction for this weekend against Minnesota? Uh, I'd say definitely a series win. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to be between two and one or three and zero. Oh, so I, I think I think State will State will win two out of three. Okay. Um, it's hard. Like the thing about baseball is everybody freaks out when you lose a game. Right. But like the best teams, the Red Sox went 108 and. Uh, I can't remember how many games they lost. 108 and 54 last year. They won two thirds of their games. Right. And they were the best baseball team the last 20 years. And they won. They lost one out of every three games they played. Yeah, baseball's It's not like basketball and football. So. Right, but I'm just saying some people struggle to understand that. Right, they struggle and to understand it's not like basketball right. and football. And it's it's frustrating. It can be frustrating in the moment where you're like, man, this is a tough loss. But at the end of the day, you just you got to make sure you don't lose. Uh, three out of four, or four out of five, or something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, states due to lose one. You lose one to Minnesota, that's fine. Minnesota's going to be in the NCAA tournament, and uh, last year they hosted a regional. So, um, you know, maybe I don't know that they're that good, but that just gives you an idea. So, um, yeah. So we both have state winning a series against Minnesota and losing to Florida State. Yep. Spring practice gets underway on Saturday too. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about that next week. But basketball is reaching its peak right now. Right. So. I mean, you you go to Charlotte, and two weeks from today, yeah. they'll be down there. Uh, state play. State will play on Wednesday, most most likely. Yeah. Or yeah, they yeah will. State will play on Wednesday. That's a fact now. So yeah. you're two weeks away. Um, good news, it's in Charlotte. So you come back from from Chestnut Hill on Saturday, whatever day that is, and you get until Wednesday, um, and it's spring break, so you don't have to worry about classes. Um, for the student athletes, uh, right. I think that's a bonus, but uh, it's also spring break for multiple other schools. So, um, 
you do look for a little bit of home court advantage unless you're playing Chapel Hill or Duke, and then you don't you probably don't have a chance against those. So, in as home court advantage, you always have a chance in the game. But I feel like there'll be more. I don't know. I think it, state. We'll see. I think state's fans travel. Yeah. As well as anybody in the. That's ACC. true. So. Especially for basketball, like yeah. football, maybe not. Probably, definitely not. But we'll see. I don't know if if I don't state, think you'll find either of them till the semifinal anyway. No. But I, I think if you put State and Duke or State and Chapel Hill in the semifinal, State would – I think State would outnumber Duke in the fi- in the crowd. And Chapel Hill would be like 50-50, I think. Yeah. Just because you have the – you know what? Never, I'm not even going to get into that. You we have could. The, yeah, we you could have talk the, about you it. You have the Walmarters. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so you did get into it. No. Yeah, Sorry. okay. Um, I think that, – That about it. So State plays Wednesday – we may or may not be in here before then. We might. I think. Oh, yeah, that's I think true. they'll Let's beat last home game, Georgia Tech senior night, whatever it's yeah. called. So we'll take a win there. Um, you and I for state, I think. Yeah. I'll speak for both of us. So. Yeah. I'm sure there's some people who are paranoid about senior night after state lost Wake Forest in football, but get over yourself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I it's agree. the jerseys. State. Whatever. Stop. I got you. So state. State. Oh yeah. So if we're not here before next Wednesday. So we'll probably have to do it either Tuesday or Thursday. We'll um, see. We both have State beating Georgia Tech. State's won multiple games in a row in the non-whites and reds uniform. How about that? They're going to wear gray the rest of the year. I think you're right. You don't mess with the winning streak. So yeah. at, at home, at least wearing gray, I think I think they wore gray at Duke and lost. But whatever you Did wore at Duke, you're going to lose. So I, I, I didn't get to watch red. it too good. I was at the Hurricanes game. So I thought they wore red. Maybe Yeah, yeah. I think maybe you're right. Yeah. Anyway, I think they're wearing gray. Yeah, they'll probably the wear – I think the they're going to wear gray. As much as they can anyway. If, especially if Florida State – Wears whatever off they color they have for home. Don't they have like blue or something? They, you know, they wear that off gold at home. So I think yeah. State will wear off gray. They'll come back and wear off gray for senior night most likely. Um, and then on the road at Chestnut Hill, maybe you go back to red. I don't know, but the gray and the the um, the nice jerseys that Adidas threw out there for Sunday. You know, somehow the Black History. Sta- in my opinion, State's the worst team in the in the fancy jerseys, the ones they never wear as far as football goes, and then. Black and basketball, I'm not a fan, but whatever. So. I like them. But somehow the gray is the gray is working out. All right, well, that'll do it. Thanks for uh, listening to another edition of The Howler and our uh, rambling as well. Ethan rambles a lot. Yeah, I try to, yeah, but it's mostly you. So. All right, thanks for checking in. We'll, we'll uh, be back again next week for another episode. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports.